doorway. I'm sorry, everybody. Ben died, and I resurrected him. He um, he's now a zombie who only speaks in black metal. Oh, Grimmin wow. Yep, yep. Fast bitten. Mm-hmm, right. Dead, dead. Right, yeah, yeah. All of those things, as they come out of his voice, are spelled in illegible font. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to a very special Norwegian black metal episode of Dead and Lovely, your absolute favorite horror movie review podcast, here with the host with the most, why it's me, Uncle Ben. And it's me, Hollywood Steve. <laughs> that sounded Norwegian-ish, uh-huh. at least. That's, yeah. I'm pretty sure. I'm sure they're like, oh, Hollywood, right, 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 got it. Steve, are you grim and frostbitten? Are you cult? I think so, yeah. man. Yeah, like... I, I don't know if you heard about this, but my drummer committed suicide, so I oh, yeah? wear a little uh, a little necklace with uh, pieces of his skull. Oh, you made some arts and crafts. Yeah. That's actually really sweet. It is. Took yeah. a picture, too, to include on the album cover. You keep a piece of your friend with you at all times. Obviously. It's almost like a promise ring or a friendship <laughs> bracelet. It's really sweet. Steve, have you ever checked out any you know Norwegian black metal kind of stuff? Have you ever gotten Yeah, I watched a documentary one time that was fucking dope. Yeah? Yeah, it, it covered like all the like fighting and murdering and yeah, suiciding yeah, yeah, yeah. and burning churches of and that shit. that 90s Norwegian Yeah, scene. it was dope. Yeah. It was a cool Have you seen that they're doing a, a film adaptation of Lords of Chaos? Which is like no. the, black, the black metal fucking book. Yeah. It's got a... Uh, is it Kieran or Rory Culkin? It's got a Culkin in there. Oh, okay. Playing like Varg Vikernes and all this crazy shit. Wow. Yeah. Or wait, maybe it's not Varg. He might be playing Dead or one of those guys. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. But either way, it's got a Culkin. It's all about the black metal and stuff. It seems pretty legit. You know, there's not been a lot of the black metal stuff that I can say that like I really genuinely love because so much of it is... because you're not hard. I, I, I'm not hard, really. You're not true to the scene. Pretty soft. Yeah. Yeah, kind of a cream puff. Just I walk in these venues and they go, get out of your cream puff. Black metal is like hipsters if they decided to kill each other. I'm going to tell you what, man. <laughs> if you want to really legitimately talk about some of the most snobby yeah. fucking prickish music fans of yeah. all time, it's black metal fans. Mm-hmm. Holy fucking shit, dude. Yeah. They can be unbelievably irritating and grating to deal with. Them and like really hardcore death metal fans that only listen to death metal and that's like literally yeah. all that they'll listen to. Holy shit, those people can be really hard to deal with. I think the only like black metal band that I ever really got into is the one that most people would call a bunch of posers, which is Demu Borgir. Because uh-huh. Demu has like multi-million dollar production and the music actually sounds fucking great and the production values are utterly fantastic on the records. Yeah. It sounds evil. <laughs> <laughs> and the name of the burger place they go in Metalocalypse Demon is Burger. Demu Burger. <laughs> True story, man. <laughs> Steve, it's been uh, it's been a, a fun 2019 so far. How's things been going with you, man? I, I hadn't seen y'all year, man. <laughs> it's been a year since we've done this. <laughs> That's not true. As anybody who watched the live stream knows, we saw each other immediately. We've done done it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, 2019's already shaping up to be pretty great. Yeah, so far so good. Yeah. 
Excellent. Have you been watching anything cool? Um, let's see. I finished Lord of the Rings. You finished the Lord yeah, of the yeah. Rings? Okay, who turned out being the Lord? Um, I think... Is it actually the Singer Lord? I think at the end it was revealed that Middle Earth was, uh, was, uh, purgatory the whole time. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. And the whole time... And Jack was the Lord of the Ring. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. It pretty is. deep, man. Did they ever explain the smoke monster thing? Um, it's I the think one it had that Gandalf something to fought. do with the polar bear. Really? Yeah. I smoke monster that Gandalf that. fought, of course, you know, had to do with the uh, war riders mm-hmm. who rode those polar bears. Yeah. Well, they were certainly. part of that that genetic experiment by the Dharma Initiative. Yeah, of course. Yeah. They, where they, you know, created the Urukai. Yeah. Exactly. And they're making weird animal-human hybrids with Doctor Moreau. Like we've got this nailed. Like that's pretty accurate. I mean, I've seen that movie a few times. <laughs> I know that's exactly <laughs> what happens. Duh. <laughs> so how was it watching it for like the millionth time? Still great. Yeah, it's still, still awesome. Still love the uh, the the men storming the Black Gate. Still Fuck love yeah. fucking. Aragon's speech. I really um, this. <laughs> do you, do you like though how sometimes sometimes whenever dude sometimes whenever Aragon really gets going, uh-huh. he's getting fired up. Yeah, he gets the male Zoe de Chanel voice. That's because he's like he's like Dutch, isn't he? Is do they do that over there? Well, he kind of sounds like Dudley Do Right. Dudley Do Right's the when, male Zoe de Chanel. Holy shit! <laughs> Zoe de Chanel's the female <laughs> Dudley Do Right. <laughs> The touch, the fear, the cotton. I think what I'm saying is that it's like <laughs> when you, you know, when you speak another language and you're trying to keep the accent, and okay. the, but you're also like trying to, you know, go full into it. Like it's probably at war. Like okay. his, yeah, yeah. his at attempted an English accent and his regular accent are just at war. So it's like, I don't know how I am talking. Baby, it's cold outside. We must fight the Urukai. <laughs> is it like that? <laughs> <laughs> I think this time around, I really liked uh, Aowen a lot better than I, I did before. Yeah. I mean, not that I ever disliked her. It's just like I really got well, into her Well, her dad's story. Aerosmith. That's true. How cool would no, it have that's, been? No, that's Arwen. Okay, come on. They all damn have it, the same fucking name. Damn it, name. Tolkien with that damn yeah. name. Saruman, Sauron. Aowen like, is the niece on. of... Uh, I think the, he hated dyslexic people. Like people that are like just barely I, dyslexic. You know He's like, fuck y'all. I did read in Cimmerillion early and early on. It just says, "And fuck dyslexic people." Yeah, <laughs> said Lord Zabuzifroff. There's a section in there that's like, even though the race of elves and hobbits and the race of men were all very different in their cultures, one thing they had in common was the murdering of the dyslexic of their own kind. <laughs> They would deliberately name themselves in slight variations of their own names in order to confuse them and expose the dyslexic weaklings. That I'm, way they might be called. I mean, Aragorn is the son of Arathorn. It seems pretty obvious that is what they're yeah, doing. I guess so. Yeah, yeah. You're right. He hated the dyslexic. <laughs> Clearly, he did, man. How do you think about a? Um, how do you think you would do with an army of ghosts? What would you do? Um, well, I, yeah, if you're gonna get an army of ghosts like the the mountain men of du, it was Dunhine? I don't know. I don't remember how it's pronounced. Anyway, you got to know what you're gonna do beforehand because you got to tell them 
Oh, I should so think, that yeah. you can release them at the end. Otherwise, yeah. they might turn on you. Yeah, they they very well could do that, man. I was man. disappointed by that army of ghosts lack of vibrato. Like, imagine if he would have <laughs> showed up at the very last minute that army of ghosts, and all they would have heard like coming <laughs> over. The- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's all this high vibrato. That would have been great. Everybody on all the orcs and Urukai and stuff would be like, "What the fuck is that?" And those that's Urukai, irritating sounding. Those Urukai look <laughs> bad ass. Shit, yeah, they do. They really they do. look horrid. They, they do. look like a black metal band. They really do look like a black metal band. Yeah, <laughs> like if there was a black metal band named Urukai and they all dressed exactly like that. Oh, I'm on deck. God, I would I would play bass for them. Wow. By my base. By my base. And my axe. It's me, Dudley Durai. By my ukulele. It's me, <laughs> Zoe Deschanel. <laughs> and my axe. Yep. Yeah, I think you could do a lot of good with the army of ghosts. I think you could um I think you could send them down there and have them build that wall for free. <laughs> That would really help. Do you think they'd be building the wall and being like, do you guys really think this is the right thing to be doing? <laughs> you know, like they're like mortar and trowel and stuff. Yeah. And they're like, this seems kind of fucked up. This is a real waste of our time. And then Trump shows up and he's like, this is all wrong. You're fired. <laughs> oh, thank God. Oh, this is wonderful. We've been dismissed. <laughs> yeah, Trump the- is the worst. Yes. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get to finish Return of the King, man. Actually, yeah. I didn't even get to start it. I watched the first two this Christmas season and didn't get around to watching that third one. But it is still on my mind. It's second next to Georgia. Georgia's on my mind. Well, yeah, and then course. Return of the King. You're always on my mind. You know what I've got on my mind is cracking open a cold one. Oh. How about we crack us open a cold beer? A cold beer? Just get you a cold beer. Ice cold beer. What about... <laughs> What about one from the private estate of the notorious RDM? That man knows his beer. What a man, what a man, what a man, what a mighty good man. A mighty, mighty good man. Mm-hmm. A mighty good. Get the fuck out of here, <laughs> Zoe. And my axe. What? <laughs> so this is from Clown Shoes Brewing. This is one that Roger brought us on his recent mm-hmm. uh, his recent trip to Knoxville. Now he was telling me this Clown Shoes Brewing uh, up in the Cleveland. It's a thing. That they're dope. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a thing. It's a mm-hmm. definite thing. This is their Aurora Orangialis. India. I'm excited. Hail, hail. I'm very excited about this. It's a bomber. We're going to bust this thing open. It's a 7.5%. Hey, baby. And it says, Miracle Mike and his bulldogs stopped by a strange planet and planted the clown shoes flag there. That's when they realized they were standing on a gigantic orange in outer space. They were just as baffled as you are. We brewed this IPA with citrusy hops and orange zest for the occasion. Next time you look up into the night sky, Look out for spectacular light show. The Aurora Orangelis. I don't believe that that exists, Mr. President. I mean, it says right here that it do. I'm excited because I love me any kind of a citrusy yeah, IPA scenario. Yeah. And I'll tell you, before we started recording, we had... Oh, we got a little climax going on here with this beer. It's Return to Innocence. Uh-huh. I had myself a what was that that we had from New Belgium earlier before we started oh, recording? Oh shit! It was Liquid something. Paradise or something like that. Yeah, Paradise. All 
something. It was shockingly good, very considering good, I usually don't like a new Belgian very much at all. I can smell that from from here, and that beer smells awesome. All right, let's get ourselves a pour here, and then get ourselves a pull. How about it? Get you a pull. All right, so you watched yourself a Lord of a Ring. Have you been watching anything cool on like a YouTube or anything? Um. Yeah, you uh, told me about uh, what is the name of that food channel where he tries oh, not to spend money? Struggle meals. Struggle meals. Yeah. Did you watch that stuff? I it's did. Good, he's right. Good. Mm-hmm. Like he's he's charming because he's not an all out. I'm a bonanza crazy person. Yeah, I don't like that. He he's energetic and lively, but not in an unrealistic kind of way. I like that guy. And again, a lot of the recipes are simple. Yeah, they are. But they're good and they're makeable. They're not mm-hmm. like, you need special equipment to yeah. do all this shit. It's like, yeah, if you got a couple pots and pans, you can probably make this stuff. I like the guy. I think he does good stuff. I think it's one of those things that especially is great for people that are like, I don't know if I can cook or afford to cook or yeah. anything. You know what? Keeps it simple. Obviously, this is going to sound like your uh, your parents talking to you, but wah, if you've wah, got wah, money wah, to go wah, out wah, to wah. eat, you've got money to cook. And it's really going do. to be cheaper. And you can learn to make it better. You might not be oh, able yeah. to cook great immediately. That's fine. Stick with basic stuff. Yeah, totally. Learn your learn your basics. Yeah, that can be fine. Yeah, I mean it's it. I I I'm always perplexed by this. Where like I've seen so many times on Reddit people asking like, what's the perfect ratio of water to rice for rice? Like, and how to measure it right? And oh, it's, it's easy. Like, yeah, it's very easy. It's a cup a cup of rice to two cups of water. I'm going to even go beyond you with that. Uh-huh. Do you know about the Mount Fuji method? What is the Mount Fuji method? The Mount Fuji method is the method of measuring rice to water that has been used in Japan for millennia. Is and it using your finger? It is. Okay, yeah, I know that one. So basically, you can take any quantity of rice. Mm-hmm. You don't even have to use a measuring cup. Yeah. Any quantity of rice mm-hmm. in a pot. Yeah. And then start filling with water. Put your fingertip of your first finger on top of the rice, fill it with water until it reaches your first knuckle. Yeah. And unless you are like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar or Andre the Giant, that will be the completely appropriate amount I of think, water. But I see this is where I think people are always asking this question. Yeah. That is more easily solved with simple math. Like. Yeah. Like, it, as someone who cooks regularly, that's good to know and easy to do. Yeah. But if you have a cup there. Just use it. I mean, like, that's the thing. Is like, yeah, if you have a mug, if you put one mug of rice and in there, then two, put mugs, two mugs yeah, of water. There you go. You're gonna have a bunch of rice. But pretty simple. It's gonna be completely done. Yeah. Yeah. Like learning those simple things, it ends up saving you a ton of money. But oh, then, yeah. of course, the more you get into cooking, the more it ends up costing. You. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Like the more so. elaborate you want your meals and shit. Not yeah. like you go out and buy salmon roe or get some bluefin tuna. Some no, toro but here. like. If you want to make pho from scratch, there's a bit of an initial investment, though it it will last a long time. It if, will, yeah, it will. And honestly, like you can you can make pho for pretty cheap. You can, as long as you have like a good Asian market nearby, right? Because then all that shit will be cheap. Yes, yeah. If you go and buy that stuff at, at Whole Foods, yeah, you're yeah. you're gonna spend a fuck ton of money. Mm-hmm. Just go to a restaurant instead at that point. Yeah. Steve, I have watched a few things this week. What'd you watch? And I want to, I want to, I just want to, I want to chat with you about them here in our preamble section and chew up some of our time by getting into these things. Now, I watched two things and I want to talk about them. The first thing that I watched this year, my first movie of the new year, uh huh, was that bird box. <laughs> okay. I watched that bird box. You did. 
on the Netflix. Uh huh. It was much better than I anticipated. Okay. It was much better than I anticipated. I mean, honestly, I anticipated like nothing. Yes, shitty, not scary, mm-hmm. not horror, not really anything Netflix movie. Right. It was. I thought it was actually pretty good, man. I didn't hate it at all. If like, you have low expectations. I think it helped. I think it really helped. Like, probably if I watched this knowing only the hype of everybody going crazy about it and all the fake, Mm -hmm. oh, it's so scary, people weren't sleeping for days. Yeah. That's absolute horseshit. It's not scary at all. Are you kidding? It's not. Completely not scary. It is in no way a horror film. No. Like, The the Road is way more of a horror movie than this. You know? Way more terrifying, apocalyptic kind of stuff. No, I thought that this is pretty damn good. And I thought that it was a... A cool allegory of the way that people use social media and the way that it can blind us and the way that it can prejudice us and so on and so forth. Yeah. And how people just can't not look. But at the same time, if you don't even use it, you can survive. I, I don't know. I thought it was okay. Maybe it was a little long. It is a little long. You could probably poke some holes in some of the story. For sure. a lot of holes, sure. I don't know, man. I didn't hate it. I uh, I talked about this last week. The well-directed, well-acted. The ideology behind it for me breaks down when you move past the simple... Uh, what you were talking about about social media, the, yeah. the simpler element, when you move to, okay, so then what is it telling us about social media? Okay, so... John Malkovich. Yeah. Trump supporter. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Like, they make no bones about it. Well, he he, he like, says, make America great again. He or is Donald Trump. Yeah. He's always fucking bragging about himself, talking about how handsome he uh-huh. is. Yeah, absolutely so. Is he ever wrong about anything? Okay, not exactly. No. And, so the and movie is saying he's not wrong. Well, and that is one of the things, though, that I think that they did on purpose is show you that there are there's there's right people on many sides, many mm. sides. How many right people were there on the other side? Because here are the here's the other side. Okay, all right. Yeah, the yeah. millennial who shows up pregnant. She's worthless. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She lets someone in. She does. Yeah. That person kills everyone, basically. Yeah. She is the one that does that. That person is a representative of a refugee. Yeah. That the millennials just want to walk right in. And look what happens. Mm-hmm. Okay, you're not wrong about that. The Hispanic girl. And the white drug dealer steal the car guy. and leave. Okay, say that. Say that one more time. The Hispanic girl and the white drug dealer <laughs> steal the car and leave. Okay, without any like, there's no lead up to that. They do that. Yeah. So as the, they the are pr- as they are prone to do, the story is then pointing out to us that we we can't know what these type of people are going to do. Yeah, they're definitely going to steal from us though. <laughs> Okay, when you say it that way, yes. Yeah, so (laughs) everybody else is basically useless except for Sandra Bullock, who lets us know in her conversation with John Malkovich that she basically agrees with him when they're getting intimate and she's saying, like, you're like my father, and it's like, then it sort of turns to admiration instead of her being disgusted by him. I thought she was a little grossed out by him, I thought. I, I don't know. Some admiration there. She she admires him in some way for yeah. some reason. Okay, yeah. He turns out to be completely right. Like in the end, you're and, not. You, you are not incorrect. And that. then the people, like the one thing that they cut out about the people at the end, 
is that it was a blind school, but before the they figured out the bird thing, anybody they let in, they made them blind themselves. So oh, like, wait. Yeah. Is that like subtext? So that's in the book. I mean... Okay. Yeah. I was going to say, I don't remember yeah. that in the movie at all. So like... At the being end, sighted people there. Yeah, at the end, it basically praises not looking. It praises not seeing. And, yeah, yeah. And demonizes people who keep telling you, you need to see this. Yeah, yeah. Which would be would be uh, a good social media message if the message was, God, we don't all need to see every fucking cat video. Right. But the message seems to be, we've gotten Donald Trump wrong and the millennials are useless and they're going to kill us. Okay, I don't we need I to don't blind like that ourselves yeah. to all the stupid shit they're trying to show us to change us and make us crazy like them. Right. Which man, I can't say that you're entirely wrong about that. I wish I could. I wish I could put up a yeah. good argument against that. But again, that. that doesn't affect the fact that the movie's still well put together and well acted. Yeah, and, and you know, it's like well at, the, at the same time, you know, and, and again, maybe this is just based on personal experience and stuff yeah. like that. But it's like I've recently started like unfollowing uh, a lot of people mm-hmm. online, like yeah. even, even like family and stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah. I've I've gotten savage with that. Yeah. I've just stopped. I've just stopped looking. Yeah. This and is it, where I choose to put my eyes right now. I don't have to look at what you want me to say. Yeah. Exactly. So that that is that is a good message. Social media, fucking Twitter, and all this stuff. It's not real life. It's entertainment. It's a hobby. It's a time killer. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's not fucking real life. Yeah. And so me saying, yeah, I, I don't, you're, you're just some other fucking human. I don't really need to spend my time reading your opinion. Yeah, I don't have to look at everything. Yeah, and so, my life is actually better. Yeah. Because I'm just not looking at that stuff. Yeah, because what you're saying isn't a truth. But yeah. that, that is like, that is where like it all falls down for me is because... What they're trying to not look at exists and has real world consequences. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So it's like they're valorizing not looking at things that actually are matter. happening. Yeah. God, I'll tell you what, this beer is it's really good. Awesome. <laughs> I really like it. There's something in the flavor that I'm trying to figure out what it reminds me of. There's something about it that almost has the flavor of those little um, like smarties. Mm. Like the little, yeah. you know, uh, mm-hmm. clear, like, yeah. cellophane candies. Yeah, I can taste that. Yeah, actually, I can get that smell. That. Yeah. God it's almost damn, like it's a, great. It's very easy it's drinking. Fruity. It's, it's, it's not like strawberry, maybe? Or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, again, is kind of the smarty sort mm-hmm. of thing. It's not super ultra hoppy or anything. No. God damn. I could easily destroy that Man, entirely that myself. He's a good fella. What a good feller. All right, the other thing I watched this week, Steve, is last night, sat down on the old sofa, and I watched Cam on Netflix. Yeah, awesome. I'm glad that uh, you got around to it. What did you think? Yeah, after hearing you talk about it, and we also put it on our list of like best Mm -hmm. of 2018, I took your word for it. It's like I hadn't watched it and stuff, Mm -hmm. but you told me you thought it was one of the best. I absolutely 100% agree. I think that it was one of the best horror flicks uh-huh. of 2018. I can't believe I snoozed on it when it came out. Here's the interesting thing for me is that Cam is also about oversharing on the internet. Sure, yes. Cam, but Cam takes it in a direction. Like, I yeah. think Bird Box didn't take it anywhere. It just okay. said, yeah. like, we need to ignore it or whatever. Right, yeah, But, yeah. like, Cam's like, 
these are the this is what could happen from oversharing. Like, yeah, this is what could be created. I mean, I don't want to ruin it for anybody, so I don't want to talk too yeah, much about it. But no. We'll do a whole episode on yeah, it and stuff. We'll definitely but, do, Cam. But, you know, I think that it was so interesting to watch this movie as a person who makes a very good portion of my livelihood yeah. by sharing my life on the internet. That's exactly what I was thinking about while watching yeah. it. Yeah. And, and that's one of those things that I think that depending on your life experiences and, and what you do and your mm-hmm. connection with the internet and stuff, you might view this movie completely differently oh, than, yeah. than I did. Uh, it seems like a lot of the bad reviews that I've read about it are people that just completely fucking missed the point, probably just because they had no way to relate to what was yeah. going on in the movie at all. Yeah, it is. That is true. Like that, It is something that you either know from experience or you know from watching it. And if you know it yeah. from watching it, you're expecting it to entertain you. Exactly right. And if you know yep. it from experience, you're expecting it to mirror your experience. Exactly. And when it does, you're like, this is creepy. Oh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. So, Dude, there were so many things in this movie mm-hmm. that I was like, oh, shit. Mm-hmm. Like, could relate to, could connect with yep. in so many ways. I mean, I, obviously, I'm not a fucking uh, 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 a cam performer. Or right. Anything. I, I make guitar videos. Yeah, you're not putting yourself out but, there and but at the, the same time sense. it's like if you think this movie is about people that choose to do I don't know any other way to describe it sex work on the internet right. I guess that's the best way to describe it yeah sex work mm-hmm. if because uh, it's not just about that it's about how whenever you make your living putting yourself out on the internet you are exposing yourself yeah you are giving people everything that you have yeah you yeah. invite like you're inviting people into the room where you're filming yeah you're, you're letting deleting privacy yeah you're you're telling people things oftentimes that you wouldn't tell anybody in a regular conversation absolutely so yeah and the way that this movie spun so many of the effects of that and so many hypothetical scenarios and yeah. stuff where it's like you get the whole notion of what if your online persona uh-huh. broke away from you yes and became its own uh-huh. reality right that is fucking crazy it's so good like what if what if <laughs> fucking uncle ben yeah that plays the guitar and tells people they suck at guitar what if he just fucking broke away from me and became his own thing and they kind of, that's also true like it's also illustrating a truth of your own online, online persona it does detach from you yeah. like um I know I find myself like actually today because we, we recorded two episodes today but before we started recording I my brain didn't work yeah like it was just much yeah the second we start recording I'm like okay okay yeah, uh, that's yeah. who I am and I'm like yeah, exactly but like I'm playing out of the person that I am when yeah. we talk into microphones absolutely so like when I was like when we stop this and I'm driving home I'll just be uh, absolute mush brain <laughs> listening to uh, some some music driving up the interstate. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, so my like I, I've seen that detachment of like when I used to just be a very talkative person. Now I'm like save that. Yeah, yeah, right. Like, it's different. Say it later. Say yeah. it when it's recorded. Definitely. So yeah. it's to affect your your non internet persona. Yeah. But the interesting thing, too, is, you know, ultimately, and again, this isn't really getting too spoilery, but ultimately the problem is, is that as her online persona breaks off and starts doing its own thing away from her, yeah, 
she's not even mad at the things that it's doing. No. She's not like, I would never have fucking kissed that girl or whatever. Right. It's that she's not benefiting from it. Yes. And that's that's it. Yeah. She's getting she's getting negative consequences of it without any positive and the positive is what she wants. Yeah, exactly. She's like she was She's getting more famous and stuff. Yeah. yeah. She's becoming like top on the charts of those cam girls and it's stuff. It's gotta be a real tough like like I mean, it, it is true. This is again also true of creating any work. Yeah, is that at some point it gets away from you and yeah. it's no longer yours. Yeah, exactly. And you know, no matter how hard you try to go back and say no, that's not what I meant with that. It's like it's well, it doesn't matter. It's yeah, you, irrelevant. There. Right. Everybody has moved with it. Everybody has decided what it is. Yeah. And you may feel detached from it. And the way that the movie even explores the way that fans of internet personalities feel a sense of ownership and a sense of privilege to that person's work and that person's Mm -hmm. life and that person's private life and stuff because they support them online uh, that is absolutely something I have dealt with. I mean, nowhere near the extent that I'm sure that uh, some some cam girls, I'm sure, have dealt with some real life oh, fucking God. creepers. Yeah. I can't even imagine how fucked I, up man. some of that stuff has gone. But it's like, like I, I've dealt with things where uh, things have gotten a little bit too real. Yeah, you know, with, with fans and stuff. I've done this before. So watching this and seeing that the fans don't even care that it's, it's not. not even her. They yeah. don't care. They just want their content. They just want to fucking jerk off to the content. Mm-hmm. That's all that they care about. Yeah. They don't care how it's affecting them in real life. They don't care that it's not even her. Doesn't mm-hmm. matter. They are entitled to the content and feel a sense of ownership. I thought that that was a really interesting thing that this movie spun. Yeah. And I wonder how the writing process and creative process and even uh, research and stuff went into this. Mm-hmm. Like, did they talk to a lot of internet people and even a lot of fans of stuff I, I don't know like I'd be interested to learn more about the production I would too and writing process of this movie yeah so we should definitely cover it so we can do that absolutely <laughs> absolutely um, should it's on I, Netflix right now y'all it's it is. like it's fucking free if you have Netflix yeah I, I think it just this is just side note yeah. for everyone out there who uh, enjoys porn which is by statistics all of us everybody yeah um we got to eliminate the stigma of sex work completely. You have to yeah, stop. Absolutely. like, Because like, so many of uh, you know, women and men who work in uh, cam shows or just doing porn or whatever, yeah. they have to deal with people having to deal with their shame. Yeah. So like, people feel ashamed about liking this person who's, uh, you know, stripping mm-hmm. on camera or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they're mad at the person who does it. And then these, like, so often sex workers get called, like, whore or slut or whatever. It's like... But you're enjoying their work. You enjoy the work, but you don't, like, you feel some stupid guilt for no reason. Because some preacher told you at some point that if you play with your pecker, you go to hell. Right, yeah, yeah. Well, I think there's also just this moral high ground where it's just like you watch these people doing this stuff. And you're like, I'm not on the internet doing this. Yeah, exactly. You're not even making anything. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. What you're doing is far less so yeah, why jerking what, it at home don't throw stones yeah exactly yeah <laughs> yeah so uh, i mean that that isn't i don't even think a strong message in cam necessarily no. about sex work but it's for actually me, very ambivalent it is it, it is ambivalent it really to is. sex work yeah, yeah. I, I, it's not really about like 
oh man, these people should be ashamed to be a naked no. on camera. Nor no. is it. Nor is it like everyone should do this. No. Yeah. It's really because honestly, it's, it's like, just like it's a job. It, exactly. Yeah. Yes, that's exactly what it is. And the way I see it, it's like you really could have replaced her being a cam girl with her being a YouTuber. Yeah, a YouTuber yeah. that has a cooking show. Yeah. You know, or does like toy unboxing videos, or just what uh -huh. video game playthroughs, what the fuck ever. Doing it as a cam girl is the best scenario because, you know, you are laying yourself bare, mm -hmm. you know, and that is what any e-entertainer, yeah. you know, i-entertainer, I whatever. I-entertainer. Entertainment. I think it's what <laughs> Rhett and Link call it with the i. Entertainment. Yeah. Yeah. That's what all That's what all of us do, you know? Yeah. I thought it was amazing. I really enjoyed it. Like, I was constantly interested, mm. constantly like, what the fuck is going on and what's going to happen? Easily one of the best of 2018. Yeah, I, I love really, it. really enjoyed so it, much. Man. Very good stuff. Glad you watched it, man. I am too. Yeah, we'll do a deep dive on that sometime on this show. But in the meantime, you guys be sure to watch that on the Netflix. Now, Steve. Yes, sir. The topic of today's show mm -hmm. is going to be Dead Snow. What's the translation for that? Uh, Dead Snow. Dead Snow. <laughs> Which is a Norwegian movie. I loved... Okay, so like we talked about Swedish with Let the Right One In, and we yeah. talked about Finnish with Rare Exports. Oh, yes, we did. Uh, and now we're doing Norwegian, and I loved how Norwegian, uh, from time to time, sounded nothing familiar to me at all, and no. then sometimes a sentence would just be English, basically. Yeah. Yep. Well, I mean, sometimes they did say stuff oh, yeah, in English, sure, sure, sure. but sometimes a sentence would sound almost exactly like it would in yeah. English. Yeah. I really like how it sounded. It's yeah. got a cool cadence cool. to it yeah. and stuff. It's like it's not as it's not as silly as Sweden. There's no silly element to it, <laughs> uh -huh. and it's not as harsh as German. No, I really enjoyed the sound of their talking. But this movie, Steve, mm -hmm. we are releasing this episode as you just informed me on the 10 year anniversary mm -hmm. of the release of this yeah. film. January 9th, 2009 this movie came out. Gosh, 2009. Steve, that seems like that was a long time ago. I don't even know if I can remember anything in uh, about 2009. I think maybe we should ask the wizards at BuzzFeed to test our knowledge so that we might finally go through the test of knowledge leading us to BuzzFeed wizardom. Oh my god. Well, as we step into the Preview Palace. Welcome to the Preview Palace. Maybe we just take ourselves a little Fuzzbeed quiz. Fuzzbeed! The ledger! Bring the Bring ledger, the ledger yeah, Fuzzbeed. Fuzzbeed. This yeah. is from John Michael Poff. Alright. And first question. Which movie rocked the box office in 2009? 2009. Okay, I'm trying to think, Steve. What were you doing in 2009? Um, let's see. I started, uh... I, I graduated with my bachelor's degree in the spring. Yeah. I took some summer classes, uh -huh. and then I uh, started grad school. So I did school all year. You were schooling. Yeah, I don't think I did anything else, honestly. Sick. I was just taking classes. I think that I might have been in between bands at that point. That might have been like, there was oh, kind of no. this like dark ages point. So you were living on the streets? I was living on the streets, <laughs> giving HJs for crack. Yeah. And I think it was, it might have been during my musical dark period where I wasn't oh, doing anything. Yeah. That's what birthed Davy Stranger, though. So I think you're right. Yeah. yeah. All what right. What movie rocked the box office? Here what are, are choices? four choices The Dark Knight. Okay. Harry Potter and the Half Blood Prince. Okay. Inception. Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides. 
I don't think that movie rocked the box office at all. I don't think, I think so Inception either, was later than that. I want to say that was more like 2011. I think Inception... Because mm, mm. it have did come after The Dark Knight. Did The Dark Knight come out in 2009? Ooh. It oh. may have. I think it did. I think it did. Yeah. Let's so, go with that. I think Dark Knight's the one. Okay. Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince. Half-Blood Prince, HPP. Damn, we were wrong. All right. All right. Moving on. Which chart-topping song was on the radio constantly? 2009. Okay. Okay. Right Round by Flo Rida featuring Kesha. I've never heard that. Rude Boy by Rihanna. I've never heard that. California Girls with a U by Katy Perry. I've never heard that. Snoop Dogg. OMG Usher featuring Will I Am. I have literally never heard any of these songs. Um, I'm going to say it's California Girls. It's on you. It was Right Round by Flo Rida yeah, featuring I, Kesha. I don't know any of those. We're not doing well. We are not going to pass our feet of test of knowledge. I don't know what anybody has been listening to for the past like 15 years. Oh, really? I just don't know. Um, well, in hip hop, if the radio will tell you anything, it's Post Malone and Cardi B only. What about a pit bull? Oh no, people People don't. That's like so several years ago. What about He's Mr. Worldwide though? Oh yeah, no ma'am's real popular. Star 102.1. Yeah. (laughs) Which album did not come out in 2009, Ben? Okay. The Blueprint 3, Jay-Z. The end, the Black Eyed Peas. The Fame Monster, Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga. Fearless, Taylor Swift. Uh, which one did not? Yep. I'd like to remind everyone that we were in our 20s in 2009. Woof. So, Woof. how would we it's remember 25. this? This is like before <laughs> I smoked dope and stuff even, so I can't even too. use that as an excuse. I was still Mormon. Yeah. Holy shit. I was too busy. My to brain should stuff. still be working. 10 years ago, do you think that Fearless record was out? I don't know, I don't Steve. Know. Holy shit. This is really letting me know just like how much I have been living in my own zone. All right. I'm just going to go with Fearless because T-Swift on the cover looks less country. Okay. We're right. Yeah, dude. Right. Fuck yeah, man. I knew it. Which pop culture moment happened in 2009? Beyonce and Jay-Z got married. Okay. Uh, Harry Potter and the Deathly Hollows was published. Kanye West interrupted Taylor Swift's VMA acceptance mm, speech. Mm-hmm, yeah. Iron Man, the very first movie in the MCU, was released by Marvel. That is not. That was 2008. I think that the Harry Potter one. It seems weird that they would put two Harry Potter things in the same quiz. It wasn't. It wasn't published that in 2009. Like, it was published in 2008. I was going to say it might have been a year before because I know that I got that book when I was living at home. Yeah, and I. Um, yeah. Think, yeah. I was. Yeah. Yeah, I'm positive it's, it's 2000. Okay, so either Beyonce and Jay-Z got married, so uh, Grayson Hester is currently screaming at yeah. his podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or Kanye West interrupted Taylor Swift, and Kanye West is currently screaming at himself. That's not I mean, funny. That, that's Mental the, health a- jokes aren't funny. <laughs> I apologize, sucks. Kanye. So that was the, I'm going to let you finish, but... Uh-huh. I feel like that was more recent. I don't feel like that was 10 years ago. Mm. Like, I don't, I don't... I think it was Taylor Swift's first VMA. Do you think that was 10 years ago? Because, I mean, there were fucking memes of that, and I don't I don't know if that was quite in meme territory, you know? 
Or did the memes right. come after? Fuck. All right, so it's... Uh, so, either it was the year Jay-Z uh, finally had 100 problems, or the year <laughs> Kanye West started causing problems. Yeah. Hmm. Might be Jay-Z and Beyonce. Let's go Jay-Z and Beyonce. It was Kanye. It's Kanye? That it was, was 10 Kanye. years ago? Yeah. God diggity damn. What is happening with this time scenario? <laughs> Slow it down. And which news event did not happen in 2009? Barack Obama was sworn in as the 44th U.S. president. Wait, wait, wait. Bronco Obama? Bronco Obama. <laughs> That's my favorite the WWF Buster into a power bomb. signature move right there, man. <laughs> yeah, you throw him in the corner, you fucking Bronco bust him a little and bit. Power bomb. Has there ever been a worse move than a Bronco Buster? No. A um, move that would simultaneously stretch. hurt you yeah, and probably not hurt them much, especially since Xbox weighed like 120 pounds. It's not going to hurt anybody, yeah. really, no. Uh, yeah, and didn't Rey Mysterio do it, too? I think he might have Bronco busted. I mean, there's a lot of these greats who have been known to Bronco bust in their <laughs> to time. To bust a Bronco, to yeah. stretch an abdomen. I think the thing that... I think the real damage that gets done is you might unintentionally arouse your opponent and make them question their sexuality. Yeah. Was there ever a moment where Gold Dust got Bronco busted and pretended to like it? Well, that's why it's called the Bronco Busters, because as it's happening to you, you're like, oh, God, he's riding me like a Bronco. I'm about to bust. <laughs> 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 and it causes, you know, real hard life questions to pop into your mind. That's dope. <laughs> All right. So we know that Barack Obama was sworn in as the 44th U.S. president on... Would that be 2000? Hold on. He was like the 2008, 2012, 2012, 2016. Yep. So, yes. That that did happen. Right. U.S. Airways flight crash landed in the Hudson River. So, Sully Sullenberger came into our lives. Oh, that's that the guy, the miracle landing. Yeah. Michael Jackson died at age 50. That 2009. I, that's possible. I think so. The Deepwater Horizon oil spill became the largest environmental disaster in U.S. history and then turned into... A movie to praise all the men and kind of sweep under the rug that it was an environmental disaster. That might be possible for 2009 because I did a, a swirl mm -hmm. for one of the guys from Whitechapel based on how that oil spill looked. Okay. Yeah. And I was... Wait, 2009? Eh, no, I don't think that was it. I, think, I want to say I had been... Because I remember the house I was living in when I did that swirl... And I had been not living at home for a couple of years by that point. So I remember I don't think it's when the Hudson River thing happened, Andy Samberg played the goose on uh, Weekend Update. Okay. I feel like that was before... Because 2009, that was around the time he left, wasn't it? Oh, shit. Now, that was 10 years ago. How was 2009 10 years ago? Yeah, it's kind of blowing my mind, dude. All right. Let's go with Sully. Okay, Sully. Fuck, it was the Deepwater Horizon. Was it really? Yeah. Damn, dude, I didn't think it was that. <laughs> Whatever. When did I start swirling matter. guitars? Because I thought it was only like seven or eight years ago. Yeah. Apparently it's over ten. Mm -hmm. What the fuck? It's crazy. What happens with time, Steve? What happened was... Get away um, from us. Who headlined the Super Bowl halftime show? This is something that you would think, oh, Steven watches football, he would know. You know what I do during the halftime show? Turn it off and watch something else. Interesting. It's the worst part. Yeah. 
Like everybody Bunch wants of prescripted to, fake music. Everybody wants to sit and watch the fucking commercials and the goddamn halftime show. And if you want to watch the football, it's like an inconvenience. Right. right? Everybody's like party, party time. The football's on. Let's not pay attention. Mm, mm. Anyway, whatever. <laughs> so what's our choices for the halftime show? The Who. The Who's. Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band. Prince. Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. Man, it could really be any of these, Steve. It could be literally any of them. So many of those people are dead. 2009. 2009. I mean, the the Prince one was the majestic Purple Rain when it actually started raining thing. Yeah. I think this was... was I feel like that was before this. I want to say Arizona and Pittsburgh? Or Or was that 2008? Could have been Tom Petty. Could have been a Thomas Petty and the heartbreak. R.I.P. It was Bruce Springsteen in the East Man, Street Man, I mean, it could have been him any year over the past fucking That's 35 true. years. Like though. any time. Man, him and that East Street Band, they're always cooking up something. Something about America? Something a little bit sad. Yeah, usually. Yeah. And the dancing in the dark. Exactly. Man, I love that song. It is a good song. Which TV show debuted in 2009? Oh, man. We are eating shit on this quiz. I think I know this one. All right. Uh, Breaking Bad. Okay. Gossip Girl. Modern Family. The Walking Dead. I've only really watched one of those shows, which is Breaking Bad. Okay. I don't think it's Walking Dead. I think Walking Dead hadn't been around that long, has it? It's on season seven right now, so... So no. I don't think so. I don't think they've taken any long hiatus. I don't think so either. Um, I, I don't believe it's Gossip Girl. If I think, I think it's Breaking Bad. It might be. That seems so. about right to me. But it could be Modern Family. That show seems like it's been on since the seventies. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. Let's go with Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad. Let's break that bad. It was Modern Family. I was Modern Family. <laughs> A show as old as time. <laughs> Finally, who was Time's Person of the Year? Mark Zuckerberg. Ben Bernanke. Who's Black, that? Uh, well, uh, I believe he was the head of the Federal Reserve. Okay. Vladimir Putin. The Ugh. protester. And it's a picture of this guy. Uh, uh, Zuckerberg. I don't know. What do you think? Holy fuck. This is hard. Why don't I remember any of this stuff happening? This is, I mean, okay. So first year of Barack Obama's presidency is like the rise of Occupy Wall Street. Yeah. Yeah, but that that happened in like 2008. Mm-hmm. Zuckerberg, is that what you said? I'll go with the Zuck. Okay. Ben Bernanke. Zuck it. Ben Bernanke. <laughs> Damn it. We got one out of eight right. <laughs> you don't remember much about 2009. <laughs> Does it recommend that we see like a mental health professional or... <laughs> You know, you it may just have says, Alzheimer's. It just says what? It was a really long time ago. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it what? Was. So it was a what? decade ago it's at a this point. a fucking decade ago, dude. What's your Jeez. problem? So a decade. what? I don't remember it. Obviously, not that much great shit happened that year. But it's totally one of those things where, you know, when you're 10 years old, 10 years is your entire life. Yeah. So it's like everything was significant. Yeah, exactly. But well, then, then you like, only remember like half of that. Yeah, right. <laughs> Then from like 10 to 20, it's like, wow, that was my whole lifespan again. All of that was so important. Yeah. And then like 20 to 30, you're like, wow, I don't know, just like a third. (laughs) Yeah. 20 to 30 is really learning to deal with, oh, there's a lot of this going 
on. Jeez, okay. I really like, like shot my wad on high school. Yeah, like, yeah. Beat turns out early. that wasn't that important. <laughs> a Bronco busted early. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever gone to a high school reunion? Ben? Fuck no. What do you mean? Like uh, every somebody. major holiday I go. Well, with. yeah, technically you always. Go. <laughs> I see my brother I mean, and my mom. I don't know. Have you gone with your wife or anything? We have, I don't think, ever done any of our high school reunions. I haven't. I don't think that we have. I know that we've gone and, like, seen that ticket prices are, like, fucking, you know, $100 and there's not even an open For bar. What? Yeah. And it's like, uh, we're not going to that. Why would, what? Yeah. I've, okay. I haven't been to a high school reunion either. I, like, to me, it seems like the type of place where, like, I think, they use it's usually at that twenty year part where people maybe are like, "Boy, my life should have changed," and I don't know. It's out yeah. of control. That's how you talk when you're almost forty. Sure, it's out of control. <laughs> I, I want to go back to a simpler time when people didn't move away from their home city. And you know, at that point, the vibrato stayed there forever. Now that I'm thinking about it, at that age, the vibrato is already kind of setting in. That's when the vibrato sets but the, in. The voice is low, so you don't <laughs> recognize it's vibrato. <laughs> but you know, if you just pitched it up, you'd hear that ghostly wail. You of would vibrato. hear the ghostly wail of old right. people talking. Yeah, I don't know, man. Like, it seems like going to class reunions is really just to be like, hey, so your life sucks, mine doesn't. That's sick. That is it, I think. I think that's it. Yeah, like yeah. it's it's for people to realize that maybe it's not so bad. Because I don't I don't really know Could anybody be this guy. who's like in their thirties or forties that is seriously still like you know what I miss everything about high school and all the people I met. I don't know anybody who still says that. No, maybe because I'm just not friends with those kinds of people. I'm sure they exist. Also, you don't have like a huge like backlog of people you went to high school with. also that yeah <laughs> see also that yeah i i think in general i've cleaned up my facebook to the point where the only people i went to high school with who i still see are people who are doing okay good though and life I, is better for i it. have remained friends with some so it will let me know which mutual friends we have not to add ah nice yeah good. so like if good. i if i see a picture of what looks like an attractive girl but her hair looks like it's maybe from 2005 yeah and then you click on it and you see a more modern picture where she is mm. uh devastated by meth yeah i have two friends that it's all that they're mutual friends yep yep so yep. i know who not to add i've seen them so much easier <laughs> yeah no doubt man <laughs> well the movie that is our topic of discussion today is mm-hmm. Dead Snow, which uh, is a fun-loving, romping zombie Nancy flick. Zombie Nancy. Is this the first time you've seen this? Oh no, no. Um, this is one of those that um, when I was uh, working on my class on the undead, which I taught in 2010. Now were this you, was on were that you watch. teaching the undead or teaching about the Both. undead? Both. Really? Yeah, yeah. So you're the like, undead, welcome really, to being not. You know, alive. it's like that thing where the uh, kid who speaks Spanish in high school mm. takes Spanish, and then they're like, "Oh, oh so this that's is, what I've been saying all this along." This isn't uh, yeah. as easy as I thought it was going to be. All the right. grammar and stuff. Yeah. So the undead, they were like, "Oh, yeah, this is going to be great brain sprains, you know." Brains. And then did they go, "No es facil." That's what they say at the yeah. end, and I'm like, yeah. "I was not teaching Spanish, guys." I never told you it was facile, guys. Mm-hmm. It's difficile. 
I tried to tell Movie. you about brains. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about them. Brains. Yeah. Your decomposition. Death. You got it. Uh, you need to wash your clothes. Stinky. Wash them. You. you need to wash them. Wash them, you mm-hmm. heathens. You got some stink on you. You got some stank. Anyway, yeah, so I watched it because this, this came out in 2009 and, like, it was not exactly lauded by the critics. It's It's has about like a middle of the road rating by critics yeah, but it is what it is and yeah. this movie is exactly i think what it needs to be yeah just fine it's fun man yeah. it's like they, they don't try to do like it's a nazi zombie movie with heart yeah but yeah. this is one of those that i found on a lot of like lists of good zombie movies at the time so yeah. i watched it and i was like yeah not wrong good right on it's not yeah. i mean it's not great as you're saying, it's just what it needs to be. Yeah, I think so too. I want to say I watched this for the first time maybe two years ago, and I, I really, you know, I felt the same way about it then as I did now. You know, there's a lot of these movies that we watch for the show where I might have watched it the first time and loved it, yeah, and then do it for the show where I really analyze it and I find that I don't like it, or yeah. the inverse of that. This movie is still just kind of like across the board, like, yeah, that was fun. That was it's fun. Yeah. That's pretty much what it needed to be. I think I watched mm-hmm. it a little bit more critically this time and caught more of the of the humor and mm-hmm. some of the special effects and stuff like that. But basically this movie is about kind of a classic setup. A bunch of friends go up to spend a week in a in a secluded a cabin. cabin. Mm-hmm. This time in the the is German Alps, right? No, no, no. They're in they're in far north Norway. Oh, for some reason I thought it was in Germany. fact. Little, Probably the Nazis. This is a fun fact. They actually shot in northeastern Norway in Finnmark, which okay. is the the county or state in Norway that borders Russia and Finland. All right. Farthest north. Okay. It's set in Oxfjord, which is seven hours north of Korventunturi from Rare Exports. Oh, no so shit. So, Ben, if we ever want to take a dead and lovely... Uh, Scandinavian road trip. We we'll can see hit, both. We can hit Oxfjord, Corvus and Turi. We can head on down to uh, wherever Let the Right One In was yeah. filmed in Sweden. I head like on it. over to Norway for Troll Hunter, Southern Norway. I'm on board for all of that. That I'm sounds you, like a delight. Let's do it. I would love to see that area of the world. I'd love oh, to yeah. see fucking Iceland too. Man. Oh, that would be awesome. Iceland looks yeah. like it's like the closest thing you get to visiting another planet on Earth, <laughs> man. It looks awesome. Yeah. Volcanoes and but Norway, glaciers. And Norway and all, all those places have always really interested me. I mean, I'm obviously very put off by how cold it is. Yeah, you don't I like I hate the cold. it when it's cold. I like the cold. I don't want to be cold. I, Liz, I just don't want to be hot is my thing. I, like I don't know that I love the cold, but yeah. I don't like being hot. If it comes down between cold and hort, I'd much rather be hort. <laughs> Give me hort. Give me heart or give me death. <laughs> so this uh, this group of friends goes up to spend a weekend in a cabin and unwittingly awakens a force of zombie Nazis. Mm-hmm. And it's honestly not that far off at all from, say, the plot of the original Evil Dead. No. It's very all. similar. Very, very similar. Uh-huh. I mean, they I, find something in the yeah. crawl space that... Calls out the zombies. Yeah. Though the zombies are technically there before that, which okay. is something I... That's something I was going to ask you about. Yeah. What are your thoughts about. on that? Because yeah. th- the whole motivation here is that these these zombies... Are after that gold. They're after that goad. Which is like leprechaun. The code goad. The code goad. <laughs> which kind of draws into this uh, Scandinavian folklore about the 
Draug, is that correct? Yeah, Draug or Draug. Draug. Yeah, they're um, they're undead, like revenants in uh, Scotland, Northern England area. Okay, yeah. That basically, they, uh, they're buried with treasure, and they will come to life to protect their treasure. Okay, run yeah. on, run on. Uh, the the zombies in this only share that. Similarity, because there are other mm-hmm. uh, specifications for drug that these don't fit. Like they can grow into large, like imposing figures or whatever. Okay. Whereas these can't. Right. But it, it is similar. Right on, man. Yeah. So basically, it seems like the thing that summons these guys is stealing their goad. Yeah. But at the first of the movie, we have. Uh, is it Sarah? Yeah, Sarah. Sarah. Sarah, Sarah which is Vigod's yeah. uh, girlfriend. Who's a, a cross-country skier. I guess so. Yeah, Alpine skier, they think. And we're seeing her right in the intro of the movie being chased by these zombies and stuff. And it's like, okay, so what did she do to, to wake these fools up? Well, okay, I did think about that one. And her bag is found at the cabin. So it's possible because... She got to the cabin, and there was stuff in that crawl space when they opened yeah, it. So yeah. she put stuff in the crawl space as possible. She found that, opened it up, and took one piece of gold. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Mm. But then why do they kill that the weirdo guy that shows up later? Like, he oh. doesn't take anything. You know what? You're not wrong. I didn't think about that at all. Yeah, the guy that just shows up and like yeah. demands coffee and shit like that and tells them the whole story about the Nazis. But yeah, as far as I know, he didn't I think, steal anything. I think did there he? are two levels of the Nazi hmm. zombies here that are kind of implied by the story he tells. He tells them. The story he tells. Uh, the story he tells about how. Okay, so this is true of uh, uh, Finnmark that the Nazis. Basically, uh, used Finnmark as a way to cut off the Red Army from okay. getting into Scandinavia. All right. So there were a ton of Nazis there, and they did mistreat the people and whatnot. Um, and the story he tells is that they uh, stole all the gold from the villagers, and then the villagers chased them into the mountains, and they killed a bunch of them. But then the like the main guy and his closest few, they hid out in a cave. Right. And then they all f- eventually found them and killed them. Yeah. I think that the ones that just seem to kill randomly just protect the mountain. Okay. And then when you take the gold, you ri- arouse the ire of uh, Herzog. Herzog, yeah. Okay, right on. I think maybe that's it, but they don't explain it at all. So the lesser drones are the ones just kind of protecting yeah, the mountain. Yeah, they just there on the mountain. If you come around, you might get killed. All right. I maybe. mean, that works, but, you know, at the same time, it's like... I don't know they how many people fucking got killed that. by them over the years. Exactly. And stuff, you know? Seems yeah. to be problematic. Yeah. Also, like, who built that cabin there and was like, oh, a box of gold just built this cabin around it. <laughs> I do gonna... like, though, that they use nature's refrigerator. That's true. Yeah. That's pretty cool. <laughs> That's one of those, like, small cultural differences that you mm-hmm. see and you're like, we don't have that here. Oh, yeah. In Russia, like, it's real common because, like, you have the double pane really? windows. Yeah, yeah. But not, like, r- real close together. There's about five or six inches in between. Oh, really? And you can open the inside pane and put, like, your milk and stuff there and close inside it. Inside of the window. 
Yeah, because the really? outside uh, cold is coming into that little area and sort yeah, of yeah. circulating. Yeah, that's pretty sick. Yeah. Interesting. It's a small cultural difference. It really is, but that it's make a difference. It really does. Now let's talk a little bit about these these zombies, Steve, because uh-huh. obviously you know we've reviewed a handful of zombie movies on the show over the over the course of our lifetime. Yeah. And some zombies are just the mindless, arms-extended, sleepwalking, groaning brain eaters. Sure. We we have the 28 Days Later infected running zombies. More like a plague, yeah. Yeah, the Mm -hmm. rage zombies and stuff. Yeah. And we also have some of that kind of middle-era Romero self-aware, I'm remembering my life as a human. Yeah, like And I'm bub. doing my jobs. Mm. Yeah, exactly. The bub kind of zombie. And then in Land of the Dead, that seems to come back a good bit. Yeah. Um, these are yeah. curse zombies. Okay. These yeah. are more related to uh, the 40s zombies movie, zombie movies like White Zombie and stuff mm-hmm. where there's uh, either a curse or a spell or something that causes this zombieism. They, they are cursed because of the thing they've done yeah, yeah. to haunt this mountainside and protect their gold. Right. Um, they have a different aspect where doesn't seem to matter what you do to them to kill them. Yeah. Like seems like the only way to kill them is to absolutely just obliterate them. It seems that way. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They're fast. They're smart. They communicate. They work together. And they don't eat people. Yeah, they, they, they don't seem to. It just yeah. seems to just be a murder thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. they never are like, oh, fucking brains or anything like that. Yeah. So they actually are more like the Nazi zombies from Call of Duty World at War, the zombie mode. But okay. it's impossible that they were working off of that because Call of Duty World at War Zombie Mode came out in November of 2008. This came out in January of 2009. That would be a yeah. quick turn of events. So there, there are a number of times that Nazis and zombies have come together. Let me just name you some titles here. A couple, two, King of the Zombies, 1941. I don't know what Revenge that is. of the Zombie, 1943. Okay. Creature with the Atom Brain, 1955. All right. The Frozen Dead, 1966. Wow. Shockwaves, 1977. Zombie Lake, 1981. I've heard of that one. Oasis of the Zombies, Uh 1981. Big year for zombies and... Apparently, uh, Jesus. uh, Nazis. And then... Horrors of the Horrors of War, 2006. War of the Dead, 2006. Outpost, 2008. And Worst Case Scenario, 2008. Those are all the zombie... Nazi zombie movies that came out before this. Which is interesting to me because director of this, Tommy Werkula, um, said that they were just thinking, what's the best way to enhance the horror of a zombie? How can you make a zombie even worse? What do people hate more than zombies? Nazis. Racist zombies. Yeah. Yeah. Think about that. That's That's an artifact of the time where... In 2009, if you said to the world, Nazis are bad, 99% no of people question. would be like, yep. Yeah, they are. Yeah. And now it's a, uh, hey, you know, Antifa. Hang on now. First Amendment rights. Am property I right? Property damage. You got to listen to what everybody uh, has to say. Good okay. people on both sides now. Listen. And all they really want is to preserve a future for their uh, white children. What's so bad about that? Exactly. I mean, do you do you not think you have a right to speak? Listen, we Everybody just does. want to segregate from the rest of the people 
and eventually murder them all. I don't. What's so wrong with that? Uh, I don't want to get political. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, dude, seriously, though, it is absolutely fucking insane. Yeah. It's absolutely fucking insane. Who was defending Nazis 10 years ago? Fucking nobody. nobody. Yeah, because you didn't need to step up to defend them. Because everybody agreed they were bad. They're the bad guys. The moment you get a president in office who's like, both sides. Um, then people are like, well, people, I don't know. Let's see what they have to hey, say now. Okay, maybe they okay. Let's, what they have to say is probably, let's retain free speech. Let's not murder any minorities. And mm. for sure, mm. let us do this. Let's retain the government as a democracy, <laughs> not a dictatorship. Anyway. Oh, fuck, fuck anybody that fucking dis- defends fucking yeah. Nazis, dude. 100% fuck y'all. If you defend Nazi, fuck you. Yeah, you're a um, fucking idiot. Because honestly, Nazis can defend themselves, can't they? They, they don't no, because they fucking lost the war. They can't defend themselves. Exactly. They're a bunch of fucking losers. And for some reason in America, we talk shit about the French. Talk shit about the Nazis. Yeah, seriously, right? <laughs> like, the French dropped their, their guns. Yeah, okay, they, they had to surrender because they were right next to Germany. Yeah. We were across the ocean. Right. Can act like it was easier for them? Or I don't know. And let's just reiterate one fact. Mm-hmm. Nazis lost. Yeah. Bunch of fucking losers. Bunch of losers, just like the Confederacy. Yeah, exactly. Literally losers. Nazi flag, Confederate flag, participation trophy. You fucking lost. You lost really bad. Yeah. Yeah. Wasn't good for you. No. Mm. And everybody makes fun of you in movies and everything. Oh, and you know what's interesting? People always say, well, you can't just get rid of the Nazis. Germany did. Turned out great. Yeah, it really did. Like, it is highly, highly, highly outlawed and banned over there to display anything celebrating or demonstrating Nazi culture or anything like that. And, hey, that's pretty cool. Yeah, worked out just great for them. (laughs) Anyway, so uh, Tommy Worklin, Workola, sorry. uh, Workola. Workola. He um, directed something else you may have heard of, Ben. What'd he do? Hansel and Gretel, Witch Hunters. That. I love that movie. Is what I call a weird movie, Steve. It's weird. That is a weird movie. You know what? Um, Because we we talked about this a few days ago, maybe a week ago. Uh, I'm not, I don't really have, because if somebody says, what's your favorite bad movie? Yeah, somebody asks us that for an FAQ. I, I don't really like bad movies. Okay. But. Many people considered Hansel and Gretel Witch Hunters to be a bad movie. Yeah, they did. I consider those people to be very wrong about things. So that may be my favorite bad movie. I can Though understand technically, that. But you like it, so it's not bad. I think it's great. I yeah. don't know why anybody thinks it's bad. Yeah. I think it's action-packed and ridiculous over the top. Like, that's how I want my action. I want it over the top. Yeah. I want it silly. It's silly, yeah. I want it to be about uh, medieval witch hunters using grenades. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's awesome. But, you know, that's kind of like people ask me about musical guilty pleasures all the time, and I'm like, I have no guilty pleasures. Yeah, like, I don't feel guilt about it. No. Mm-hmm. Like, give me David Lee Roth singing vaudeville fucking show <laughs> tunes. That's great. I ain't nobody. Awesome. I'm Just so a gigolo, dude. Alone. 
I listen to that fucking shit all the time. Mm-hmm. All the fucking time. There are no guilty pleasures. If you no. like it, it's fucking good. Yeah, so I guess maybe that's my brain. My brain can't work past... Because uh, movie we're covering next week, The Thing. Yeah. That got terrible reviews. Yeah, exactly. I, I love it. Yeah. I, but I think everybody's come around to it. Oh, absolutely like it. so. So, God not a bad damn, movie. Damn, it's so good. Yeah. <laughs> so good, man. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay, so the director of this did Hansel and Gretter. Gretter. Hansel and Gretter. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hansel and Gretel, Witch Hunters. He it's also did say. the sequel uh, to Dead Snow, Red vs. Dead. I don't know if you've Have seen you that. Have you seen it? Yeah. I've heard it's like really fun. It's fun. It's yeah? real fun. Like, uh, no drop off. Um, they bring in some American. Oh. Do they, do they explore any more of the lore? You said they bring in yes. some Americans? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They bring in some Americans who are like. Uh, basically making a documentary about it but okay it includes martin star from okay, freaks cool. and geeks yeah, and yeah several other things it it's funny it's fun and adds more to the lore. It's, it's good awesome so is it okay let me ask you is it better than the first one that's uh, see that maybe that's a maybe i've heard from a couple of people that yeah. said they thought it was actually better that's a maybe some people might like it more i think i might too well i gotta check that out yeah then. i gotta check that Dude. out so this movie is chock-a-block with references to other flicks. Yeah. It's a very self-aware... It's not like a, a hyper-meta thing like Scream or something like no, that. No, no. But you've got stuff like... Uh, uh, what's, what's the guy's name? The movie buff guy. Ireland. Yeah, he's wearing like a, a brain damage t-shirt, which is like the uh-huh. pre... Brain dead. Brain dead. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, the pre-dead alive title uh-huh. of dead alive, mm-hmm. right? They talk about Evil Dead. Friday the Thirteenth, Evil Dead, April Fool's Day, I think Halloween maybe, Halloween maybe in there. The uh, Indiana Jones reference. There, Indiana. There's the Indiana Jones Die Hard. Oh yeah, um, Arnold stuff. Ar- yeah, he does no. an Arnold impression. Here, which is does. which is funny. Yeah, it is. I, I, this movie is really entrenched in other movies. Yeah, but it does it in a way that is natural by having. You know, having the characters be just interested in movies and they're yeah. walking in the snow, of course, yeah. they're going to talk about movies. Yeah, I mean, it's like me and all my friends are yeah. constantly making movie references right. and shit. Yeah, making movie right. Yeah, so it because that it it's all over the board. Mm. I don't think that it's it's uh, relying too much on pointing to other movies. Right. It's really just trying to be more natural. Like, well, this is how we talk, so. Most well, movies are this pop group culture. Talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. It's not like in again to draw back to Scream, where it's like you have the one guy who's the movie buff uh-huh. that knows stuff about right. movies. Like, no, fucking everybody knows stuff yeah. about movies. Everybody watches movies. Everybody has something uh, about movies. And and Erlen, of course, meets Chris, who uh, is attracted to him, apparently, because he's into movies. Yeah, and she's into movies too. And she's into banging dudes who just take dumps. In outhouses, that <laughs> scene it does not get good to me. It's gross. Listen, like I think it's hilarious how the, gross it is. There's nothing wrong with with sneaking off to a secluded to go uh, to town on each rest other. area sure. to go to town on each other. But it's like this guy went into the bathroom. <laughs> it's not even a bathroom. It's an outhouse. Have you ever been in an outhouse? Yeah, they stink. So imagine. Well, maybe not in that cold weather though. I don't know. But that's a good question. Yeah. Because humidity makes smells more intense and oh, stuff. Yeah. It's obviously very low humidity. I don't know. But still, it's like, dude, if 
if it's zero degrees outside and you go into a porta potty, mm-hmm. which has that like chemical that, fucking uh-huh. stuff in Ugh. there that's still doing a pretty good job of eliminating smell of human waste, uh-huh. it's still not great. No. An outhouse is you're shitting into a hole in the ground. And it's just staying there. And it just sits there. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I'm going to call that not a sexy place. No, not, not a place for sexy Unless you're and time. stuff. See, that's Which what is I not think, me. That's what I think it was kind of going for is that she's real freaky. I wonder. Yeah. I wonder. Yeah. And it's it's pretty fucking gross because basically, mm-hmm. yeah, dude goes out there to like shit and he's he's sitting on the can. Yeah. And she comes out there and joins him. <laughs> and dude, when she, she like sucks his finger, finger, it's just like, well, that's it's, the his, thing. it's his Look it's at his, right his face. He's like, no, no, no. Oh. Uh, <laughs> At that point, I would be like, I don't think I want to hook up with you. I would not say that to that young lady. <laughs> she was very attractive. <laughs> well, yeah. And seemed super cool. But if her first move on me is to lick the poop remnants off my fingers, <laughs> I don't know what's about to happen to if me. That's the, if that's the first move, that's you step do one. not know where this is going. Yeah. What is step five? Good <laughs> God. Too far. Too far. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> so um, that whole scene is um, it's, yeah, it's, it's gross, it's and, and, gross. And, and, it, and it's funny, and it's yeah. also predated, too, by the people that are in the cabin that are just there hanging out and listening to music and stuff. Mm-hmm. I can't remember if it's, um, if it's Roy or Martin, one of those guys, says something about, like, do you want to hear a joke? And he says it's full of, what's he say? Is full of piss and shit and cum. Yeah. And that's exactly what the next scene is. Yeah. That's funny. I didn't notice. I mean, like, I knew he said that. I didn't think about the direct connection. Yeah. And then that happens right away. That's the joke. Yeah. It happens right there. It's kind (laughs) of like the movie predates its own joke. That's funny. Which is pretty clever and and kind of self-aware and stuff. Yeah. That was Roy, I believe he said that. Was it Roy that did that? Okay. But I just have so many questions. So... Assuming that guy, it's uh, uh, Erland, uh-huh. had gone out there and taken shit, she comes out there and bangs him. I mean, afterwards, do you think he was like, okay, I really do need to like wipe my ass, though? <laughs> yeah, like, it's okay. I mean, that was awesome. But I also do need to wipe my ass, because yeah, I, I don't want to have itchy ass. I just took a shit. Yeah, I don't want to have to smell my shit. I would assume, considering her advances, she wouldn't at all be offended by that. She'd be like, all right, bring it. Do it. Oh, like in front of her? Yeah. Oh, okay. I assume she wouldn't I'm be cool bothered that. by that, considering everything that happened right before that. Yeah. I'm not... I'm not a, um, my wife and I, we are not close-the-door-in-the-bathroom type of folks. Yeah. Uh, so we'll talk to each other on the toilet. I've certainly seen my wife wipe her butt. Yeah. But not on a first date. But you're talking in the sense of like Friday the Thirteenth. Is it part five, where the guy, the guy goes in the in the bathroom, and the girls out there and they're like singing to each other. Oh right! You remember what I'm talking about? Yes. And it's the best. That is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. I I want to know the fallout of that scenario because then like next you see her at Cheesy's outhouse too. Uh huh. And and that's when she gets sleepaway camp tooed. She gets pulled into the toilet. I'm not sure how that happens. 
She sees the zombies outside of the outhouse. Yeah, and then there's one in inside the shit. Yeah. Under the toilet. I'm not quite sure how that works. I mean, it's fine. It's an effective gag and stuff, but it's one of those yeah. things that you're like, okay, but did one of them like tunnel in under? Maybe. I mean, they, they we, do, we do see a... Them zombies nasty. Now, that is true. Them zombies nasty. We do know Them that. Nasty. Uh, aside from uh, their uh, look and I assume smell, I disagree with their politics. Mm, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, nasty Nazis. Yeah. Nasties. Totally Nazi. Okay. Yeah, Nazties. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that scene is effectively gross. It really is. From start to finish. Yeah. Um, there is a lot of great gore in this movie. There is some great gore and special effects in here. Yeah. Yeah. There really, really is. Really nailed it. Like, for a low budget to, like, all of the Nazis look great. They do. And uh-huh. I like the, the design and stuff of them, too. Yeah. There's, especially like uh, Herzog, he's got that, like, uh, kind of that bottom lip that's, yeah. like, ripped off. So he just got teeth, like, sticking out. But it's, like, sewn back on slightly. It like, looks really cool. Makes you wonder what happened there. That had to have happened post-zombie. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I do like the design of those a lot. There's the one that's wearing, like, the white, like, parka. Yeah, I think he's supposed to be, like, a, a sniper in the snow. Did they have, like, white nylon parkas back in World War II? I assume they had something completely white, but I don't know that it was nylon. I mean, did he, like, steal that off of maybe Chris or somebody or Sarah, sorry, whoever, I don't whoever know. got killed at the very first is Sarah. Sarah got yeah, killed Sarah's first the movie. first one to get killed. I don't think she was wearing that white parka, though. No. I don't think so. Maybe he's, they stole it from the I think the it's vagrant just guy. basically a snow ghillie suit. I guess. Mm. I just wonder if it's Authentico. I don't know. I don't know if it's Authentico. I don't, uh, I'm not one of those white guys who, like, deifies World War II. Right. Yeah. There's a lot of I those. know it happened. Yeah. And I know why it happened. Right. And I know who was right. Yeah. And it was very few people. And then very there were a few. lot of wrong people. Lots of people that were wrong yeah. about things. Yeah. But some of them worked together. They did. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. There's some great special effects, some great gore. There's some questionable green screen stuff. Yeah, a couple of moments. I think maybe those were just like shot pickup shots they did later to make some sort of uh, yeah, I think so. consistency or something. But yeah. But like they... I, I mean, Erland gets his head ripped in half long ways. Which is... Great. Awesome! Not Looks that awesome. not that thing you've seen where you grab one hand on the bottom jaw, one hand on the top jaw, and you pull apart. Yeah, it's no. like down the center, like down the center. Just and his brain falls onto the floor, uh-huh. completely just for comic gross out yeah. effect. Um, you knew he was dead. You didn't need to of, see the brain hit the floor. A lot of guts, like uh, they, so many guts, Nickelodeon guts. <laughs> And they're up on the aggro crag, too, yeah. so it completely makes sense. It's a ton of them. Oh, my um, gourd, I, man. And I think it's just because they, they nailed guts. They were like, oh, man, we got a real cheap, easy way to make some awesome-looking guts. Yeah. Let's do it a bunch. I completely understand because, you know, we, we've done so many of these, these grindhouse, grindhouse, uh-huh. like these fake uh, horror trailer short things that yeah. we've done for film competitions over the years and stuff. And, yeah, when you find something that's working, you're like... Fuck yeah, how else can we use this? Let's do this. Let's do yeah. more of this, you know? Can we have a zombie hang off of a cliff by his, uh, another zombie's guts? I get the impression that according to the anatomy physics of this movie that 
your intestines uh-huh. are located like I think it's maybe a quarter inch below the surface of your skin. Right. Like they are itching to pop right. out. Right. Like if you get hit in the time. head with a hammer and then like just walk past a tree and scrape. Yeah. Yeah, it's gonna catch your I'm your kinda intestines. worried like if I go out into the into the, the woods out here by my house and I accidentally stumble across a little thorn branch, mm-hmm. I might get Guts. gored. You're gonna get gored. Just earthware. Just all my gore. I'll be like, oh no, all my gore is out. <laughs> all my gore is out. Um <laughs> over on our friends on the, the Werewolf Ambulance podcast, uh-huh. which is a great show I recommend listening to, they say, Oh, my hot dogs are out. Oh. All the hot dogs are out. All the hot dogs are out. Yeah. That's fun. It's a big old string of hot dogs. Yeah. Yeah, it, the intestines play an integral role in this movie. They and it's do. kind of it's again also kind of foreshadowed by that strange visitor that visits them and he's like, What if your intestines are hanging out? What do you do, med student? Bjorn Sundquist, the man who's in every Norwegian movie. Is that his thing? Yeah. Is he on like some kind of a commission where it's like he is legally yeah, I think, obligated yeah. to be in all I think of he was I think it was uh, appointed as oh. in every movie. Very honorable. Mm-hmm. It is. Um, who else gets killed in a creative way? Oh, well, oh dude, there's uh, a Roy bunch. gets ripped. Oh, not Roy, but uh, uh, S- Sarah's boyfriend, uh, v- Vegard. Vegard, yeah. yeah. He gets uh, quartered yeah, by a bunch his of zombies. Yeah, is awesome. Uh-huh. I like that. Dude, I think my favorite in here is... Liv, which is the girl that kind of looks like Claudia Schiffer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude, whenever she she gets hit in the head and then wakes up as the zombies are like, oh, like, again, yeah, that was pulling real her hot brutal. dogs out. That was real brutal. That to me is like straight up nightmarish and fucking crazy. I've always been horrified by those stories of people that like wake up in the middle of like an operation where an anesthesia hasn't been. Yeah, that's a real fear of mine for sure. Holy shit, that would be the worst. And the way that she she wakes up and everything's kind of blurry and there's like not really any soundtrack. There's just the sound of like her her guts being ripped out and stuff. Oh man. It's real gross. It's really effective. Yeah. Then she pulls out that stick grenade and like blows them up, which is cool. So cool. I like that one a lot too. Um, she, Liv, is wearing a shirt at one point that says, 1982 World Hugging Champion. <laughs> Come Aww. get some. Come get some. That's adorable. <laughs> That's adorbs. Yeah. I love the, uh, the zombie massacre that kind of occurs with... I believe it's uh, Roy and Martin there yeah. towards the end. Oh, yeah. The Shaun of the Dead scene, basically. Very where, Shaun of the Dead. Yeah. yeah. The song, upbeat song starts playing, and then it's just them slaughtering zombies. It's fun. It is great. Yeah. And then Vegan shows up. Vegard shows up with the machine gun. Yeah. And mows a bunch of them down. Yeah. Yeah. I really thought this, like, the first time I saw it, I was like, oh, it's going to have a sort of happy ending. It looks like three of them are going to survive. Yeah, yeah. Nope. <laughs> Not so much, man. Doesn't really work out that way. Uh, technically, this is a slight spoiler for the sequel. Technically, Martin does survive at the end. Really? Uh-huh. He, uh, he The second one begins right where, you know, the uh, Herzog shows up at his window. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So it picks up right there. Yeah. Oh. He just starts driving. Now, that's the same guy that had to Monty Python Black Knight himself. Yeah. <laughs> Right, he cut off his own. Yeah, well, he, he Bruce Campbelled himself as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. The very but, Evil Dead scene. But it's fun because 
they're only reacting off of what they know about zombies in movies. Like they actually yeah, have. He doesn't seem to actually have needed to do. No, that. no. Like you never <laughs> see anybody get bitten and turn into a zombie. Like these zombies yeah. just seem to kill people. Yeah, it, it they, doesn't seem to have a regenerative. Roy property. even points that out. He's like, "Your grandmother's Jewish." I don't think they're trying to recruit oh, you. Oh, dude. Yeah, that's a <laughs> fucking hilarious line. Yeah. And yeah, he goes through this whole process of cutting his own his own arm off with a chainsaw, and then like cauterizing the wound, and then the zombie jumps up and like bites him on the dick. Yeah, he gets he gets uh, he gets bitten in the dick, and then there's obvious you know the immediate joke of well now he's gonna have to cut off his dick. Yeah, and that apparently is too far for him. Yeah, I guess he's like well Not fuck that. it, I might turn yeah, into I'll cut a zombie. Off my then. own arm, but uh-huh. <laughs> don't need that. Not worth it. <laughs> That's funny when you look at the list of priorities there. Yeah. Uh, I hadn't really thought about it that way. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely fun. And there's some great humor in this movie too, which especially when you're talking about a movie that is in another language that is just subtitled and translated mm-hmm. to English, a lot of times those jokes yeah, they don't, fall flat. They don't or, hit. Yeah. yeah, exactly. There's cultural boundaries and stuff there where you're just like, okay, I don't really quite understand what the joke yeah. there was. Especially, dude, like... Have you ever read any like Swedish or Norwegian or Finnish like jokes? No. They make. I know Russian jokes though, and I'd say they're pretty similar. Okay, because the, the ones yeah. that I've read make zero fucking sense yeah. at all. Russian jokes oftentimes use a lot of word play, so they don't translate at all. I was going to say, yeah, they're yeah. lost then. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. The fact that some of the humor in this translates, yeah. I think, is a um, result of a lot of these guys watching a lot of classic American movies and seeing what works. Yeah. There's uh, Roy says at one point, uh, talking about Sarah, he says, oh, she probably got scared. Uh, She's a woman. And then immediately like at the door is that wanderer guy. And he's like, ah, yeah. Uh, (laughs) Immediately undercuts that sexist thought he had. I love whenever Roy and Martin are trying to defend the cabin and they make the Molotov (laughs) cocktail and he throws it and just hits the wall. Yeah, horribly. It just immediately fucks it up. Uh And then they they get on the cell phone and they're trying to call 911 and they're like, zombies are attacking us and blah, blah, blah. And they hang up on him. Yeah. (laughs) And then he's like, the battery is dead. And he's like, fucking Nokia. Of course it's shit. Uh (laughs) Whatever he says, it's awesome. Um, uh, Whenever Erlen goes to the bathroom, I believe it's Roy or Martin says, good luck, name it after me, which is... A very like I've heard people say that a million times. I've never heard someone say that about a shit. Yeah, like <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. That's pretty good. Yeah. That's pretty good stuff. Yeah, and again, like a lot of the humor and stuff here, I I, I can't help but feel is very Sam Raimi influenced. I said that yeah. earlier, but it's like I Slap feel like sticky, silly. Yeah. Yes, exactly. But still with this over the top gore mm. gross out element which also kind of reminds me of of dead alive peter mm-hmm. jackson's dead yeah. alive you know yeah i think there's obviously some influence there too and again Shaun of the dead i mean especially uh they seem to mimic you know Shaun of the dead has that great pacing where something crazy will be happening and then it's you know calmed down suddenly and they're reeling from the craziness but then speaking to each other like it's normal. Yeah. Specifically when Vegard shows back up and they're like, they had just slaughtered all those zombies. Vegard just showed up and mowed them down with a minigun. Yeah. And they're like, where have you been? <laughs> it's not even like a, where have you been? It's just yeah. like, where have you been? Hey. Yeah. Very deadpan. Yeah. Very dry. 
Dude, dude, how about that scene where Vagrant has to sew his neck up? Oh, that's brutal. Uh, like, first he gets his neck, like, straight up cut open. Uh-huh. Which, hey, you've been there. I've been there. You've it's been not there. fun. And then he has to sew it up with, like, fishing line and a hook and stuff. <laughs> dude, I, I was, like, just in the fetal position mm. watching that. So fucking gross. Yeah. Ugh. But not well, overdone. Like, it shows it in a very, like, yeah, this is what it would be like to oh, sew yeah. your own neck up. Yeah, I don't know that there's ever, like, a close-up of the wound or anything. It's just, it, the brutality is, you, you feel it. Like, you can, I don't, I don't, have you ever had stitches? Never. Oh. No, So, you've have. not been snitching. Nope. I, I snitched none. one time. I got a stitch, so. Holy shit, dude. It's so, you don't fun. do that no more. Well, I, I didn't feel it. It was my muscle. And oh, they had right. pumped me full of all sorts of go to sleep juice. Oh, but uh, yeah, it's it's weird afterwards because like I should think after they closed up my neck wound with super glue. Yeah, after a bum cut your throat open with a box cutter. Yep. For those of you guys who haven't listened to the show before, <laughs> that's true. That happened in real life. Uh huh. Um, so the they leave the li- like a little bit of the uh, stitch hanging out. So if you need to, they're supposed to dissolve, but if you need to, you can pull Ugh, it out. I hate and how so that like, yeah, like I have hair that grows there, so I'd be shaving and be, have to like shave. Oh, oh God, this is the worst. Uh, <laughs> and it hurt. Like, oh, oh, like you couldn't touch it. The Ugh. first, the first night I stayed at one of my friends' house because I wasn't supposed to be alone. Because well, yeah. yeah. Um, and her dog, which was a boxer, uh, I. I don't know how it is that if you get a tattoo somewhere or you get a cut somewhere, somebody's going to hit you there. It always happens. Always. Yeah. And yeah, this yeah. dog like just ran up to me and immediately like just head butted me. Oh God. In my neck. And I was like, like, he was oh. like oh, oh Jesus. Why? That's fucking gross. Yeah. Anyway. But yeah, that was a brutal scene. Damn dude. Damn. I like it, too, how there's a lot of foreshadowing and stuff that that we deal with. I mean, like we said, the whole intestines thing. There's the whole thing about dealing with the avalanche and the Mm. claustrophobia, which that whole thing with... Ah, shit. Is it Martin? Where they're talking about the spit? Or what? Well, he's he's fucking with Hannah. Oh, where he like, like smothers her with a yeah. Pillow? He's like, this is a medieval uh, anesthetic technique. That was or way fucked up. What the fuck is going on there? Just just joking around. Yeah, like, it's it's like, does. Uh, there no. is. I did write this down. There is some implication that Martin may be a ser- serial killer. He's going to school to be a surgeon, but he's a, he's grossed out by blood. Side of blood. Yeah. It's almost like he wants to learn how to cut up a dead body. Okay. But he's also disgusted by it. All right. Yeah. And of course he That's almost smothers his shit that daughter. He does. Our daughter. <laughs> his <laughs> girlfriend. Yeah. Uh, and then he's really quick to cut off his own arm. He is. That's just weird. Yeah. It seems like he almost like uh, self uh, harming. Yeah. Like, this will take away the pain of <laughs> everybody dying. I hadn't thought about that. Yeah. The avalanche thing, though, with Hannah does come in. Like, that's the only reason they did that, right? Yeah. Is just to show that she gets freaked out by being in enclosed spaces. Yeah. But it's also cool, too, because they, you know, I think it's Varigard is just like, yeah, all you do is spit. See which way the spit goes uh-huh. and climb the opposite direction of that. Yeah. Because whenever there's that scene where she does get trapped in that avalanche after that cliff like breaks uh-huh. off where she's fighting with the the zombie 
the camera looks like it's right side up, but then yeah. she's got this snot dripping out of her nose that drips up. Yeah. And it's and like... the camera slowly yeah, turns. As she realizes. It's real cool. Because she's like remembering what she learned uh-huh. and stuff. It's pretty cool. It's one of those scenes that I wouldn't say is exactly like necessary to the movie. No, but it looked cool. Yeah. I think that's what they were going for. Because like, they laid track for it. They had two different. They had the mention of the spit, yeah, and then the mention of her uh, being claustrophobic, yeah, and then that dude being caught in an avalanche is oh. utter sheer terror for dude, me. Dude. Yeah. Holy I, shit! Between, I'm like kind of claustrophobic. Uh-huh. Plus, I hate being cold. <laughs> that sounds like nightmare fuel. Have you for ever? Me. Holy been, shit! Oh, you probably. Have you ever made like a? A, a snow enclosure and gotten inside it. Uh-uh. It's warmer than on the outside. That's what they say. That's yeah. what they say. Man, I hate the idea. But yeah, not being, being able to breathe. Like no. Kid being trapped. God, no. no. Uh-uh. Not interested in those things. No, not at all, man. So yeah, that's some pretty cool stuff. But ultimately, like I said, at the end of the day, it's just kind of there to kill time. There's a lot of like time killing stuff. Yeah. I think a lot of it was just like, oh, we got this idea for these shots. Like, I think specifically that shot they thought would be cool. Yeah. And so they're like, well, we're definitely going to do that. Yeah. We'll figure out a way to make it happen. Yeah. But then there's other stuff like them, like having fun, tubing on the snowmobile. Yeah. It looked like an Amy Heckerling montage from Clueless. It was awesome. (laughs) I don't have any problem. Like, be. That's a compliment. Yeah. Try to be like Amy Heckerling. That's a good call. Try to be like Clueless. Yes. Try to be like Clueless. Clueless Please. If you can discover the next Paul Rudd, the next immortal. Okay. Yeah. Do they have to fight, though? I don't know. Like, can there be only one? Is there he a Highlander? Yeah, I think you're probably right. Oh, no. Paul. I hadn't thought about that. Be safe, buddy. Yeah. Take care of yourself. Keep your head on. You know what? He's probably real good at sword battles. Well, he's probably listening right now, too. He knows. <laughs> oh, I know he's listening. Yeah. yeah. Love you, Paul. We do love Paul. <laughs> but there is kind of some downtime in this, especially towards the front half of the movie. Like This is one of those flicks where the the front half of the movie is honestly just kind of like killing time, yeah. waiting to get to the good stuff. It reminds me in many ways of a camp slasher. Like I can see that. So much of it is like yeah. a camp slasher just set in the exact opposite season. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, they all show up, go to camp, a uh, lot of drinking uh sex talk sex some naughtiness some naughtiness Mm -hmm. and then the bad stuff starts happening after the naughtiness i mean that is eight million different camp slashes that you just described actually now Mm -hmm. that you mention it that way yeah which i mean like i love camp slashers i do too and i would think if you were gonna make camp slashers in an area where it's cold might as well do it in the snow might as well why not adds a little extra element what did you think about the pacing, though? Did you think that the second half was yeah, way there's far more... more going on in the second okay. half yeah. than the first half? The first half is pretty slow, and then the second half just picks up steam and uh, keeps going. Yeah, right to the end. What do you think about like the character development stuff that we see in that first half of the movie? Like, I know that some people have complained that the characters aren't necessarily the biggest most well-defined but at the same time to me that makes them yeah. kind of relatable they're just kind of yeah. like normal people yeah because they're they're all similar like the, like friends are like yeah, friends exactly. tend to have very many similarities yeah. uh and these all happen to be med uh, students, med students. Yeah. so they're probably all a particular type of person yeah um 
But yeah, there's, there's not so a lot many of, of them. You know, like I feel like it's like a good number. Yeah, there's seven of people in or the six. movie. Yeah, six. Seven. Because uh, we don't really see Sarah. Yeah. We only see her get killed at the beginning. So right. the group is seven. Right. So I feel like it's enough to where you can kind of get to know a little bit about everybody. But at the same time, everybody isn't just some kind of like mega cliche. The nerd, yeah. the jock, the fucking hippie. Yeah, there are, yeah, because those people wouldn't hang out. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing, right? That's the thing about those, every time you see that, it's like, why would the jock hang out with the nerd and the hippie? <laughs> yeah, that doesn't really happen in real life. Yeah. There's not really all that much to this movie. I mean, like, no, like we it's, said, it's, it's very pretty simple. It's very straightforward. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the plot is very simple. The characters are simple. There's some good gore. There's some there's some gore that's not great. Like one thing I, m- I meant to mention earlier, mm-hmm. which again is a problem with a lot of movies that I see. There's a lot of CGI blood in this. Oh yeah, somebody gets like slashed or hit, and yeah. you see a spurt of CGI blood. It always looks bad. Yeah. It always looks bad, y'all. It does. Just seriously, if it comes down to we either don't see blood sloshing off of somebody or in the CGI shot, blood. or yeah, just don't, just don't, and. I mean, think about how much more effective it would have been in some of these shots if instead of having a CGI blood spurt, you know, a little swatch that you've seen in a hundred other movies, if it just showed blood hitting the snow. That'd be fine. Way more effective. Yeah. Way cheaper. That's way a Tom Savini thing, too. Yeah, exactly. Like, exactly. Just show me again, the effect though, of what happened. Not everybody is Tom Savini, but... Oh, no. He's the wizard of gore. It's the craziest thing when you think, like, I don't want to extend this too far, but when you think about... Um, Tom Savini yeah. and like the reason why he's so great is because of the ability to work with limitations. Yeah. And like you just have to be able to do that when you're doing these low budget movies yeah. to just think like okay what's the simplest way we can convey what we want to convey. Totally. And it's never going to be CGI. Well and it's usually never show it. Yeah. Show it happen. Yeah. That's usually the aftermath. last option. The aftermath is enough. People yeah. get the situation well and they even did it in this they when they showed erlen's head get ripped in half yeah and then showed the brain hitting the floor uh-huh yeah i didn't we don't see have... the brain pop out of the yeah, skull or have, anything it's not silly. like yeah there's not like a fluid movement to yeah. that you don't need it no also shows you that the zombies aren't interested in brains yeah a big old juicy brain laying right there they're not interested in that only the return of the living dead zombies were interested in brains do you want a party yeah, I do. I with do. Linnea Quigley in uh, a cemetery. Yeah, I think so. I want to party with that tall dude who seemed to be not into the attractive woman who was like, hey, when I have sex. Is that suicide? Yeah, yeah, suicide? Yeah, suicide, man. He seems like a fun time. He seems like a dark <laughs> kind of dude, I think. <laughs> Definitely, man. I bet he knows all the coolest bands, and if you don't know them, yeah. you suck. <laughs> I like this movie, Steve. Yeah, like, me it's, too. It's not a fucking game changer. It's not a genre-defining no. or even like zombie movie-defining yeah. kind of flick or anything like this that. This is a career-creating movie. I think it's fun. Yeah. It's this just is fun. just like a, a quick, low-budget thing you do with yeah. your friends. And this is what happened. Just tell this little story right before we rate it. Yeah. This is what happened. I just want to inspire any filmmakers out there. Just make your film. Get me in Spart. So, Virkula, um, they got Dead Snow into Sundance. Mm-hmm. It showed at Sundance. Kevin Messiak from Gary Sanchez Productions saw it, liked it, 
contacted Tommy Vercola. His first day in L.A., he goes to Gary Sanchez Productions and pitches Hansel and Gretel Witch Hunters, which he just thought of. Um, the guys at Gary Sanchez, Will Farrell, they all go, that's great. Two days later, they go to Paramount. Paramount buys it. Holy shit. The movie, $50 million budget. Made $226 million. Good Lord. Seriously? Yes. So, Holy uh, cow. you can be in Hollywood for the rest of your life and never get anywhere, or you can make something and maybe Hollywood will come knocking on your door. And even if it isn't the most fancy, big budget, big deal, deep philosophical yeah, thing that doesn't in the world, matter. it's just like Jules told us in Pulp Fiction, man. Yeah. Personality goes to have a long way. It does. This movie and, has personality. And demonstrating competence, honestly. That too. Yeah, that too. <laughs> like film school, all those things, they show that you, you get the idea, but actually making the product and showing it to people and them knowing... You did this off of barely any money, and it looks this good? Oh, yeah. Super low budget. Here, here's some more money. Make yeah. it look can even gooder. That? Can you make it make more moneyer? Yeah. Bet you can. You can? Yeah. Hooray. I'm on board with this movie. I don't think it has any pretense about what it is or what it's selling or what it wants no. you to experience while you're watching it. I think that it pretty much is exactly what it is and nailed what it was trying to do. Yeah. It's not one of those that I'm going to watch all the damn time. No. You know what I mean? It's it's not one of those I'll yeah. revisit constantly and be like, oh man, it's been too long since I'll watch this. No. I might show it to people who have never seen it and be like, oh yeah, there's this fun one. Yeah, we'll sure, watch it. Sure, yeah. Like, Good to have on during a party. Netflix and there it is. Turn that on. Perfect movie to have on during a party. Uh-huh. You know? Where it's just like, it's it's crazy enough that you can just like be hanging out, chilling with your friends. Right. Look over there, see a guy hanging by a zombie gut rope. <laughs> be like, what is this all of a sudden? <laughs> Yeah, easy enough movie to watch. I like it. I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna toss this thing. I think I'm gonna roll this a I think it's a six. Okay. I think it's a six. It's got I think that, that's a it's got that, that metal soundtrack that I like it too. It does. I think metal. that is a good score. Uh I don't disagree with you on any points. Yeah. I would say that if you're watching a horror comedy, this one, um, He's going to have some of the better gore. Yeah. And I don't think anybody in the movie is irritating. Sure. Yeah. And that is the thing you want to avoid with a horror comedy. Yeah. There's usually somebody in there that's fucking irritating. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's, I mean, it's not going to beat Tucker and Dale versus Evil. No, or it's, it's not that good. I mean, it's not, it's not Shaun, Shaun of the, the Dead. Dead. Yeah, no. for sure. Uh-uh. Um, so for me, this is a five and a half. Five and a half. Yeah. I, I, again, I was just comparing it to my middle list of the road movie. Yeah. Which is, of course, the autopsy of Jane Doe, and I five think is this five. is a little bit better watch. I can't argue with that at all. Mm-hmm. Well, Steve, next week on the show, we're going to be talking about a movie that is a 100 out of 10. Yeah, it is. One of the greatest horror flicks of all time, one that we've been wanting to do since we started this entire project, mm-hmm. one that our fans have been demanding, mm-hmm. banging on our doors for a long time now. You know what it is, Ben? What's it? That thing, that thing, the thing. John Carpenter's thing from 1982. John Carpenter's thing. Thing. What's <laughs> up with John Carpenter's thing, yeah. dude? Because thing can also mean penis. Right. That, that yeah, was the joke. That's what yeah. I was going for. Yeah. So next week we're going to be talking about the thing, continuing our January wintry, blustery, cold, snowy thing. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, it's the best. I cannot wait to fucking chat about this movie. One of the all-time giants. So you guys be sure to watch that, brush up on it, get yourself schooled on it, and then tune in to our episode next week. Well, it'll be a good time. Steve, where can they reach us in the meantime? At Dead Lovely Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Mm. Dead and Lovely Horror Pod Group something, something. blah, blah, blah. On Facebook. And uh, uh, Dead and Lovely Pod at gmail.com. Yes, indeed. You guys be sure to rate and review on iTunes. It takes us hours to make the show. It only takes you a few minutes to review. Makes a big difference to us. Helps us show up on all the search engines. Please. Gosh, love this band. Yeah, I know. Pretty sick, dude. <laughs> so, yeah, be sure to go on there, rate and review on iTunes. It really does help us out a ton. Tell a friend. Podcasts are a word of mouth kind of thing. We ain't got money for billboards. We got yeah. money for skywriters. Oh, no. Or uh, 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 small newspaper ads. I want Classifieds. I mean, a skywriter seems like the most effective way to show the largest number of people your message. I want to raise enough money to get a skywriter to write something on the sun. Oh, damn. Sunwriters. Yeah. yeah. Do you remember that episode of the Tick cartoon where Chairface Chippendale? Uh huh. He's gonna destroy the moon. <laughs> yeah. Or deface na- the moon. He's gonna put his name on the yeah. moon. It just said Char. Yeah. For the rest of the series. Yeah. And yeah. it just stayed that way. Yeah. The moon forever said Char. The Tick is awesome. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys be sure to tune in next time when we talk about the thing. You guys have been just sweet and satisfying, and we have been. Oh, the pills are wearing off. Yeah, he's undead again. Yep, yep. Emily is going to hate that. (laughs) I I can hear her turning it down right now. (laughs) 